Pabst Blue Ribbon. Always smooth, always refreshing. Gold medal winner at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. When you're this good, quality always comes through. PB Army, ASAP. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Of all the BS mm-hmm. marketers have ever tried to offer us, right. that's number one. It takes the That key. is number one. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Yes, baseball season. Sunday is the first nationally televised game. And then Monday, you and I are going to be broadcasting at Target Field, Judd. Yes, we are. Uh, probably for our show, it sounds like we're not going to be in a place like on the plaza. We might just be inside the stadium before uh, the gates open. But, but we'll we will be warm. See. But and we will be the, inside Target Field. And that's the most important thing. So we got Cubs-Cardinals on Sunday night, correct? Sure. That's yeah. how we start? Uh, yes, I believe that is All correct. Right. Derek Wetmore covers the Twins for 1500ESPN.com. He's here. Uh, Touch Em All podcast. You can find two new episodes this week. So... We've got a couple segments to play with here. I know Dave has a bunch of over-under predictions that we can get to and put ourselves on the record for the Twins. And also, we can give our Major League Baseball playoff predictions, World Series predictions, all those things. But, Derek, we were talking, the Twins lineup again today has Joe Maurer batting fourth, Mm -hmm. batting cleanup. Well, for 100-plus years, the traditional thinking is you got to put your biggest of big thumpers in that four spot to clean up those first three spots in in the batting order. Well... A lot of the newer forms of thinking have different ways to construct lineups. Like the Cubs, for instance, are going to go with Kyle Schwarber, not fast, but an on-base machine. Chris Bryant, their best overall hitter and player, number two. And then Anthony Rizzo, again, power on base in that three spot with Ben Zobrist, clearly not one of their best power hitters or one of their best hitters overall, batting fourth. More of an on-base percentage guy who's going to set the table for the rest of the order. So if the Twins go with, what would it be? It would be uh, Brian Dozier, Kepler, Kepler, and then they're thinking Buxton number three, yep. which means they, they have high hopes for Buxton based on September and based on spring training. And then Joe Maurer number four. Maurer would then be setting the table for like Sano. So it's almost a second leadoff hitter. And also, you might as well have Byron Buxton running in front of you if you're Joe Maurer hitting a lot of singles and maybe some doubles. Yeah, I can I, see the logic. I don't like not building a lineup around Sano, though. Right. I think Sano's their most impactful hitter right now. Well, Brian Dozier's their most impactful hitter. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm kind of fast forwarding a little in my head, which is unfair. You've already traded Brian Dozier. Yeah, Look at you. Gone. Brian Dozier's already with like, the gonna Dodgers. Ha- it's going to happen. Yeah. So prepare for it. You're being smart. I'm just trying to figure out which young pitcher's going to be starting on the second day of the season. Uh, the way I look at uh, building a lineup, I think that you have to start. It's it's almost like one, two, and three are the only ones that I really think about. So when you asked me before, like, oh, uh, Joe Maurer batting fourth, I know this is probably going to start like a, a a wave, a cascade effect that people are now concerned with the Twins' batting order and, and how many runs are they going to score this year. I think they're going to be an above-average run-scoring team. And it just doesn't bother me that much which way you line the names. The interesting thing to me is if you are going to bat Sano fifth, do you not – do you not think that he's going to get on base enough? Do you not think that he's going to hit the home runs that I think he's going to hit? Um, and if Kepler and Buxton are hitting in front of him, are you trading some outs early for maybe some thump later? That's the only thing I'd look at. But the, the curious thing to me is, I mean, Carlos Santana led off for the Indians where Derek Falvey came one from. Too, yeah. How no. about uh, what this lineup says to me? I wonder 
how much impact the guys upstairs are going to have in writing out the lineup card. Because my, they've, been, they've been very clear, right, Jeff? That's my, que- that's my question. They've my, said all winter, hey, no, 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 this is Molly's lineup. No, where I find this to be really interesting and intriguing is that very question. Because there's no way that these guys come in, in here and basically say, do what you want, Paul, right? I mean, there's clear, and, and I'm not saying that they're overstepping either. But I think you bring up the most important question, which is how much of this might even be some type of consensus of here's what we think. What do you think? Okay, let's get together and come up with with the idea of what we at least think is a good experimental uh, way to go about the lineup. You'll like this, Judd. It's a little conspiracy theory. So Derek Falvey, Thad Levine, and Paul Molitor talk basically daily, right? I mean, that was kind of the experience that I had in, in Fort Myers. They were in constant communication, as well they should be. Right, they're, they're three important decision makers in a business that's very visible. Now, if some of those ideas kind of trickle down and find their way into the lineup card, are is that is it really the case that that Falvey is writing the lineup card? No, it's probably still Molitor. But if some of the ideas didn't originate from Molitor, uh, like are are we okay with that? Personally, I am. I get it. Why, if you are maybe uh, you know. Um, an old school baseball guy, and you thought there's got to be this division of power. GM, you buy the groceries, right? What you and, and manager, yeah. it's your job to put the pieces in place to get the wins. But like, shouldn't both sides be communicating with the other about their job process? Shouldn't Molitor say, "Hey, I don't really feel comfortable with the bench that we've got. Could we maybe work on getting a speed guy who can play?" Three positions in the infield. I think that's something yeah. like, and then the GM goes and does that. Well, what's wrong with that? Same thing if you're Falvey and say, hey, there have been lots of studies run that say on-base percentage is a critical factor, and a lot of teams around baseball are putting their best hitter second or third now. Just something to consider. Well, you and I both subscribe to the notion that avoiding outs is the most important thing offensively because – in baseball, there's no clock. There's just a number of outs. Once you reach 27 outs as an offense over the course of nine innings, the game is over, or your, or your chances to score runs are complete. Mm-hmm. So if you have a lineup that's just better at avoiding outs, which is on base percentage, than every other lineup in the game, you're probably going to score more runs than every other lineup around the league. So to take that a step further, there are people far smarter and and who do far more research on this type of thing than anyone in this room BeyondTheBoxScore.com had a piece in 2009 that I found. Because I remember reading about lineup optimization in a book called The Book, Playing mm-hmm. the Percentages in Baseball, where you can really geek out over some of this stuff. And and really, like if you have the optimal lineup and then you have the same nine guys in a non-optimal arranged way, we're not talking about like a 50-run difference over the course of the year, but it might be enough to win you an extra game or two if you construct the perfect lineup with your pieces versus like the antithesis to that. And they have, in this article, um, they have the order of each nine spots based on importance of avoiding outs. Like, the number one spot in your order Mm -hmm. should be your highest on-base percentage guy because you're putting a person on base with nobody out to start a game more often than any other spot in the order. The second most important spot, according to the research, in the lineup when it comes to avoiding outs is the cleanup spot, they say. And again, I don't want to get into how the sausage is made here, but if the Twins or and the and the Cubs are in the same boat, if the Twins are prescribing to this particular type of thinking, well, Dozier's their number one hitter, and he had he had a very high on base percentage last year. 
And Joe Maurer had, I think, the second highest on base percentage on the team last year. Robbie Grossman was like number one on the team. So that they would be putting their highest on base guys, number one and number four, and then filling in the rest with power or other attributes that they think would go well with those things. And having Joe Maurer bat in front of Miguel Sano is never a bad idea, regardless of where they are in the order, because Miguel Sano will come up to the plate with a guy on base. Yeah. Like thirty-five to forty percent of the time. I just like I I kind of get bored of this kind of stuff. Like talking about what you know, who hits fourth, who hits fifth, who hits sixth. It it really it doesn't matter to me a lot when I watch over the course of a season. But what I don't understand is, I mean, I'm trying to get the most played appearances I can if I'm the Twins for Brian Dozier, for Miguel Sano, for Joe Maurer, and then you're hoping Buxton Kepler are then in that mix too. I, so so get the that's that's my overarching philosophy. I tell people this all the time. They ask a lineup comes out and they're like, um, you know, well they got uh, Castro hitting eighth. What do you think about? It? I I don't care where Jason Castro hits. It well, doesn't it, matter. It would seem to me another another theme here is that they might think that Kepler and Buxton are just better offensive I mean. players than Miguel Sano based on not having Sano in the so top. So that four. is what's curious to me is when I see this lineup. And now it's a spring lineup, so fine. But you've got Dozier leading off, Kepler hitting second, Buxton hitting third. If it plays out that that is the smart play and that those are two of your best hitters, they've it's been, going to be a great season for the They've Twins. been toying with this for a week plus yeah. now, though, and it sounds like uh, that this is going to be what they're going to do against righties, uh, but they face a lefty on Monday, and it yeah. sounds like there's a very good chance, I, I think, at uh, the Pioneer Press had this story, that when they do face a lefty, Maurer will bat seventh. Oh, really? Okay. And that they'll do it. That's yeah. going to be That an they interesting... will pull the trigger on that and that they... Paul keeps saying non-reassuring things like we've got different ideas for this and that. He won't commit to it, yeah. uh, but he's definitely alluded to the fact that there's a very good chance when they face southpaws that Joe's going to bat seven. Boy, that'll be an interesting yeah. jab to Joe Mauer's ego. I mean, but, I, but I think it, it's a justifiable it's the right play. I wrote about that all winter, that yes. this guy is not the same guy, and if you're Terry Ryan, maybe you feel like you owe something to Joe Mauer. If you're Derek Falvey, all due respect, what do you owe Joe Mauer? You know, you you're paying his salary. And you lost That's what you owe him. You lost 103 games last year, yeah. and Joe Maurer has been mostly terrible offensively. No last one should be untouchable. You can't worry about feelings now, right? Unless you love a player and you're concerned about him leaving you eventually. I guess maybe then. But when it comes to Park, or when it comes to Maurer, or when it comes to the majority of people. In that clubhouse, you cannot worry about yeah. how they feel. I probably, they lost 103 games. I probably care like I probably care if Buxton likes well, or dislikes me, Kepler, Sano, and that's the end of my list. Maybe Barreos. Yeah. I ca- I care if Barreos likes me a little bit. You should, know, if I'm the Twins, should we make some predictions next, gentlemen? Oh. Dave Harrigan's got the over unders. Should we? Yes. Uh, we've got we've got divisions to predict. We've got let's do. Let's do playoff teams, World Series winner, Twins win total, and a bunch of wacky over-unders. It's Twins loss total. That's what I want to have. All right, let's do it. All right, sports Grinch. Paps Blue Ribbon is always smooth, always refreshing, and the perfect choice at the game or out with friends. And now, add gold to the great PBR tradition, because Paps Blue Ribbon was awarded the gold medal for American-style lager at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. That makes four gold medals for PBR in the last 11 years. Not bad. It's that gold medal taste that has made Paps Blue Ribbon a Twin Cities favorite. When you're this good, quality always comes through. Go for the gold. PBR me ASAP. Hey guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch Mall podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners. 
to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three-plus decades And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Mackie and Judd are back. Yes, that's a great idea. On 1500 ESPN. The Wiz kids had won it. Bobby Thompson had done it. And Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born. Marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man Angry email from Reed. Scooter. Basically just shreds us in about five paragraphs for not talking baseball much this spring. Listen, we love baseball's my favorite sport. It's just that we get the feedback from people. Or the, or the non-feedback. Or the non-feedback, yeah. The I non-feedback mean, has been overwhelming. May I recommend the at least once, sometimes twice a week, Touch Em All podcast. Very good. Wetmore and I it's talking, a very good podcast. talking about the Twins and other baseball items. You can download the Touch Em All podcast, hey, iTunes. Before we jump into predictions, because I know we got to do that here, the number one thing to me that showed the apathy Bianco Park's taken off the roster before spring training, and I didn't hear a peep. And then he hits a couple of home runs in spring training, and suddenly the internet is on fire yesterday when the yep. Twins send him to the minor Isn't leagues. Isn't that amazing? Like, 29 teams passed on him when he was available. They all said, no, thank you. I don't want him for the contract. And then he has a nice spring training. I was the, My biggest surprise about the entire thing was how many uh, smart baseball people in this town were outraged that this showed that the Twins weren't trying in 2017. What I, what I would do is I would, like, no, I would ask. No, that's right. Listen, that's what I, showed it. That's what showed you. That's what showed me that they didn't. They didn't understand. But they, the columns today are like it's like I they're know. not. They're not going to try in two thousand. No, they're probably not. I well, no, they're going to. That's a, they're, of course they're going to try. They just don't have good players. They're going to try and well, build good players over the course they, of. They have a future plan, is what I'm saying. They're executing a future plan. I would say if you wrote something, and I'm looking at you, dear friend Patrick, or who, and Patrick was more using the players yeah. in the clubhouse to uh, who were like near tears when Park got sent back to the Meyer League camp. If you wrote something or spoke vocally about how the Twins made a terrible decision and didn't have that same opinion when they DFA'd him off right, the 40-man right, roster 30 right. days ago, and like a couple home runs off of AAA pitching changed your mind, let this sit, let, let's get to our predictions before yeah, I yeah. spot off on another 30-minute rant. <laughs> the soapbox so, over there, Phil. So here's what we have. We have, and Dave's going to get to the over-unders in just a little bit. We've got, let's predict, five playoff teams from each league just whatever, just lump them all in. Uh, we don't have to specify divisions and wild cards. Five playoff teams from each league, your World Series matchup and your World Series winner, and also your Twins win prediction. And Derek likes to give a range. Mm-hmm. We're going to make Derek yeah. give yeah. one Twins specific win, win prediction. prediction. Okay. Is it okay. non-zero? Yes, yeah, non-zero, yes. I think they well, gotta... maybe, maybe not <laughs> with this collection. Well, they sent Byung-Ho Park out, so I'm not so sure anymore. 0-162. Judd, why don't you start us off? Okay, playoff teams. Okay. American League East, I've got Boston, Central Cleveland, West Houston. My wild cards are Seattle and Texas. Ooh, three teams from okay. the West. Yes. Oh. And and if I'm not mistaken, last year the American League East actually provided uh, three teams in, in the playoffs. Uh, National League, I've got Washington, the Cubs, the Giants as the division winner in the West. Oh. 
The Dodgers and the Mets is your wild card. Okay. The Doyers. And then in the uh, World Series, probably wishful thinking on my part, just because I, I think it'd be fun, Cubs and Red Sox mm. with the Cubs beating the Red Sox. Okay. Um, well, you and I back are to back. pretty close on this. I our, our playoff teams are pretty close. National League, I'm going Nationals, Cubs, Dodgers, and then Giants and Cardinals. I pick them as wildcard teams. The Cardinals... A lot of people sleeping on them. Um, they're not quite the organization they were like five or ten years ago, but they've got some arms, um, even with Reyes out for the season. They've got some arms. They've got Luke Weaver coming up at some point early in the year, and they just seem to have something about them as an organization that keeps them relevant. So I've got them back in the playoffs. And, and the Mets seem to have too many tenuous potential Tommy John situations. Like Matt Harvey's had injuries. They do have and pitching issues with so arms. they got a lot of great young, talented pitchers, but uh, a lot of them seem ready to pop. So American League playoff teams, Red Sox, Indians, Astros, Rangers, and Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, wow. Back okay. in the playoffs. All right. Chris Archer, yeah. one of the best, yeah. least talked about pitchers in baseball. Jake Odorizzi is another mm-hmm. really good pitcher. They've got one of the best fielding collections in the entire league. So they're as far as run prevention, it's really hard to score on the Rays. Mm-hmm. And I think they sneak in with like 86, wow. 87 wins as a wild card team. You're a big year. Jose De Leon guy, Put it huh? down. And he and I think he's going to start the year in the yeah, minor leagues, will. but he'll he'll pop up at some point. We'll see. Yep. So we're pretty close, Phil. Actually, and I'm sorry, did I cut you off on your World Series? I... Oh, sorry. Cubs over Astros in the World Series. Oh, dude. Cubs over Astros. All right. Well, apparently I'm superfluous in this segment because <laughs> Phil and I, Phil, Phil could just read off my note sheet for the for the next one. My my National League teams. I'll go quickly. Are Nationals, Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, and Cardinals. American League, Indians, Red Sox, Astros, Jays, and the Seattle Mariners. There's the one that I'm sneaking by, you guys. But my World Series was, I was kind of just trying to be different, but I really think this is a very good team that nobody's talking about. I picked the Astros over the Dodgers. In the their, World Series. their lineup is absurd. So, so George Springer is emerging as one of the best young players in baseball. Alex Bregman is, uh, Carlos Correa is mm-hmm. another guy, too. Jose Altuve, they, they got a Jose, lineup, man. They also they picked up Carlos Beltran and Brian McCann and Josh Reddick. Like, Reddick was on their team last year, too, I believe. And uh, Dallas Keuchel as their top starting pitcher, Lance McCullough. They have they just have a loaded situation up and down. Dave Harrigan, you want to jump in? Oh, you want some predictions from me? Well, I have those. Uh, American League, we are going to go Red Sox. We are going to go Indians. We are going to go with the Astros. I also like the Rangers and Blue Jays. Those are my five out of the American League. In the National League, I guess I have to pick the Cubs. That's fine. Uh, I will also pick the Mets. I will pick the Dodgers. And I have to pick two more. What did I write down here? uh, Nationals was one. And Giants will be my fifth. World Series is what's next. I just have to go straight there, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, Red Sox in the American League. And I'm sticking to my greatest pitching staff in the American League. Oh, my they're back. The boys are back. The storylines, 1986, all over again. Just to play this song is fantastic. If I can play it all October, I will. The Mets will beat the Red Sox in the World Holy Series. Smokes. It's the Baker, okay. right? That's right. The Baker? Well, there's a lot of people. But yeah, there's the Baker. Okay. Who they, they go to. This That's one of the great songs. That and the Blackhawks song are two of Yeah, where do they songs. go? Ba, ba, 
Robot to meet the Mets. Oh, my gosh. All right. Mets. Uh, so there it is. Uh, let's get to the, the over- oh, Twins wins real twins, quick. Twins, yeah. Uh, all right. It's going to be boring. Uh, 76. I think they make a big jump, but they're still well below 500. 76 wins for me. 78. That, oh, optimism reigns. Yes, it does. And that that is really banking on some of these young players uh, finally turning the corner, and I think the Twins are expecting that. Dave? Do you want to go next for Twins wins? Because you have a bomb to drop last, or what? No, no, no. I'm just including. He Dave looked at me like he, he was not going to go before I went. Like Judd, Judd has something serious. Here. No, no, no. I don't. I just Dave. Do you want to go? Four, <laughs> five. Four. No, I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to put it on seventy even. Okay. I prefer L's because I, I think that that's going to be the story. Well, we can do some quick math here if you want. So I'm going to go ninety-seven. That's the loss total. So six-game improvement 65, for you. 65. Oh, okay. Part of this is if they wind up trading Irvin Santana and Brian Dozier right. <laughs> and then don't have guys coming up to take their places and, and perform at a quality level. Well, I'm the high watermark. Yes. It's 78. Yeah. 65 and 97. All right, Dave, over-unders. You have a big sheet of over-unders for us to go through here. Let's fly through some of these. Yeah, just as a point of reference, the second game uh, that the Twins played at home, obviously they, uh, they may have sold out or else came close. Close to selling out the opener, the home opener last year. The second one, they drew around 21 and change. Okay. Uh, over under for the second game this year, since they've already sold out the opener, at 20,000. Day game, too, right? Oh my Day gosh! The Royals. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over that enough people play hooky. It's, it's gonna be nice. Sixty thousand or uh, sixty degrees outside. Judge shaking his head. Go ahead, Mister Sports Grinch. Under. They'll draw for that game. They'll draw about uh, twelve thousand people. Yeah, I'm under. Under on twenty thousand. Yeah. I don't see them afternoon that. afternoon game. Yeah, forget about it. Over, under, or we can call it before or after April 17th for the first time the Twins make a move to the disabled list. I had a clarification on this one, Dave, because there are several players that are already on the disabled Are we not counting them? No, the we're counting okay. from opening new, day. New DL yes. member. No, oh, we're yes. not We're not counting the guys who are already on the disabled <laughs> right, list. Like right. I would say before in that case. Vargas is not, though, right now. Okay, that doesn't count. Like if, if it's before They're gonna the season, They're going to have to figure out, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, say after. I think, me too. I think it's a rejuvenated twins uh, medical situation. Got the secret sauce. Good for them before. All right. Miguel Sano, <laughs> over or under 200 strikeouts? O-V-E-R. If he's on the field, it's over. Didn't have to think about that one. Now, the only thing that would prevent it is him like being on the DL for 20 days or something, which is what happened last year. Over. Everyone knows pitcher wins are very important. Over pitcher under wins. 11 wins for any pitcher twin wins. starting pitcher. Uh, Irvin Santana gets traded, so under. Uh, well, Urban Santana gets traded and wins six more games for the Cardinals, so I don't know. Uh, over. Could a member of the bullpen luck his way into that, that many wins? Starting. Starting pitcher. Oh, he says starting. starting. Uh, absolutely not. Under. All right. Over or under before or after October 2nd, the day after the regular season ends for Paul Molitor's final day as Twins manager? <sighs> Boy, I... I th- I'm going to say under because he's he, his contract would have run out at at that point. So I'd, I'm going to say under. I need clarification. Are we talking a press conference to announce it? What what are we talking? I'm saying the announcement made from the Twins. Uh, it, or we have the it'll news, be after whatever. It'll God, be, don't take it so seriously. After that date. After that date. It'll be uh, it'll be a, a week. These guys are going to work slow. This is going to be yeah. mafia hits like. <laughs> They're, they're going to call you in uh, with a silencer on, and it's going to, they're very, they're smart dudes. It'll be after. Have your affairs in order. Dave, I wanted to make fun of Judd, but I just asked for a clarification on the previous question, so I'm not really in a state to 
to poke fun. I'm going to say oh, that ahead. he will last after that October 2nd. Okay. How about 34 as the over or under for home runs allowed by wow. Phil Hughes? Oh, uh, wow. under. If, if he gets, if he's that bad, there's no way he's in the rotation for that long with guys like Barrios ready to come up at some I, point. I, I agree. I agree with that. I, I don't think that you have a starting pitcher go 200 innings to give up that number of home runs. So I'm under for Hughes. Makes a lot of sense. Under. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, Hector Santiago, granted in a partial year with the Twins last year, had 33, I believe the number was. So. Okay, we'll talk to him on Monday. So, uh, yep, go Hector. Uh, over or under 10 ground into double plays for Joe Maurer. Oh, over. Oh, over. Did you Way say over. 10? He only had a dozen last year. Oh, I'm going to say. Yeah, but he missed a month. I'm going to say over. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's not going to miss a month well, this year? All right, fair point. He'll have to be efficient at his GIDPs this year. Well, Dave. actually, if he's hitting fourth behind Byron Buxton, if Buxton winds up wiping out the second baseman, yeah. and like if Buxton's <laughs> yeah. safe on right. the turn, and then Joe Maurer's thrown out of first base, he avoids. Yeah, but he's going to hit seventh a quarter of the time. Yeah. Won't be out of the lineup. And he'll be grounded in to double fewer plays. chances this to come tough. to the plate. Good one, actually, Dave. I like this. Over. One. Of course you do, Mister Maurer. Iron Man, he claims. Write it down. Follow this team? Minimum <laughs> minimum 15. All right. Well, a few more of these. Over, under, one and a half. That being the times a position player will take <laughs> player the mound. Oh, oh, man. Um, I'm going to say over. Well, I'm they've got 13 pitchers. How many more do they need? <laughs> under, because I would guess that in Molitor's world, it, it bothers him greatly to do that. So I, if it was a, a manager who cared a little bit less I would say over, but in his case, I'm going to say under. Okay. Over or under before or after? And I'm going to move this up from what I wrote. September, we'll say September 2nd, the Twins will be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, what? well, what was it last year? Do you remember the date? I, I don't remember. Like, there was this April, big countdown, I think it was right? the All-Star break last <laughs> April year. April 10th? Well, April 4th? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got them on, like, what, I have 76 wins, and so they'd have to be 10 games back. Um, they'll be, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, because it's a it's low-hanging fruit wild card team. Right, you're not looking ago. at the yeah. Indians, you're looking at... Right, uh, I should have kept it at September 10th. Mariners, right. I'm, so I'm going to I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, the, it'll be after. It'll be after. Yeah, I think the Twins will be in mathematical... <laughs> striking distance. There's a non-zero chance they'll be in the playoff picture on September 12th. Let's say. So oh, I'll after. say before. Right. Just to be fun. Just to just to keep. Just in to line. be different. Sports I'll Grinch. say. I'll say before. I should have said division champion. Playoffs. You're right. It's too <laughs> yeah. much. There's too many teams now. Uh, final one. Over under. Eddie Rosario for ten. Ten. <laughs> you know what? I think Eddie is really coming along in the plate discipline. I'm going to give him 12 for the season. I'm going to take the over. Jeez. That would tie what he did last year. Yeah. Jeez. Not being platooned. <laughs> Boy, this is that's just such a low number. I have to go the over, but I'm not convinced it's going to be significant. I don't think I don't think it's in his mind to draw more walks. So, but I'm I'm going to go over just because that's so small. Um, over, yeah, it'll be, but it'll be like eleven or something. It'll Dave, be right I'm with you. I've got Dave's serious calls. questions about Eddie Rosario as as a hitter, but. But 10, 10 walks, if you get 500 plate appearances, pretty easy. Royce, he loves him. I don't, I don't want you guys to talk about I know. He's about. a big Rosario guy. I, we'll I'm, I'm between, I, think we'll he adds, I think he has a chance to be a, a gold glove caliber left fielder for whatever that's worth. If he just draws a walk or two, stop swinging at everything around your eyes. Uh, Derek, good we'll stuff, see. man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Derek, uh, send out an email list plug because I know you're putting together like a lot of your articles in an ebook for people who want yeah, a cram session before the season. Twin season preview. If you want the ebook, you just subscribe to the newsletter and it's totally free everywhere. 
um, for that. If you just want the handy URL that's easy, it's bit.ly slash Wetmore Twins. You can find everything there. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.